You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Vishemish Israel, 5780-2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha Sacharimos and Kedoshim. And in our Parsha, we have an important topic, which I would like to discuss. We read it every year. Acharimos, we read on Yom Kippur. We read about the Avoda, which is the obvious connection to Yom Kippur. We read about the Avoda of the, of the Kohen Gadol, the High Priest, on Yom Kippur. And we also read about the forbidden sexual relationships that the Torah tells us we are to steer clear of. These were things, these are various, the sins involved uh, in the forbidden relationships were those that were done by the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, the Canaanites, those people. And it was for that reason that they were destroyed. We'll see soon in the Medrash that this is an important idea that we need to understand it's especially shaykh, it especially applies to our times, an amazing connection to what's going on in the world right now. And it's important for us to understand the deep severity of these things. It's important for us to understand how we can save ourselves from a decadent society that surrounds, surrounds us. What can we do to overcome our personal Yitzhahara, our personal evil inclination? What can we do to face off with this Nisayan, especially in our times when we're all confined to our homes, and certainly in certain ways the Yitzhahara for these things is even stronger. So I'd like to address, I'd like to talk about, I'd like to read from the Medrash some amazing things that the Medrash says. I would never have said such a thing myself, but the Medrash says it, so you know, we have to take it seriously. We have to know that this is this is really an important idea, and it's very much connected to what's going on in the world. Okay. Medrash says like this Tanya Bishmal. The Pasuk tells us very clearly, the verse tells us in Perkir uh, Pasuk Gimel, that uh, we are not to do like the nations around us, the nations of Egypt, like we said, and the nation of Canaan. They were known for their moral decadence, their lack of spirituality, their lack of self-control in the areas of promiscuity, and the Torah tells us we are not to do like them. We are not to be like them. We are not to behave like them. And the Pasuk finishes off in Pasuk Dalet and says, Vim lav, ani Hashem I am Hashem your God. Now whenever the verse tells us, ani Hashem I am Hashem your God, the Torah is telling us that God is making a statement. I am God. I know what's going on. I know what's going on in your hearts. Excuse me, and there are serious implications for this type of behavior. That's what Torah is telling us. Important, important to know. And Rebichia says, Why does it say in the verse twice, I am Hashem? The Torah is telling us that I am the one. There's a statement, there's a doubling. There's a doubling of the language. Hashem says, I am, your, I am Hashem. I am your God. Why is he saying it twice? It's to underscore something. I'm the one who paid the Egyptians, they were punished. The Canaanites were punished. And the people of Sidon were punished. The Sodomites, they're well known for their evil behavior in this specific area. And Ani Asli Parmi Mishu says Baruch Hu, I did it then, and I'm going to do it in the future. There's going to be a payment for those who behave in the way of the Sodomites, those who behave in the way of Mitzrayim in decadent, um, behavior in this area. 
what was the reason why the Dor HaMabel, the generation of the flood, why were they wiped away? It was because they were involved in illicit behavior, in illicit sexual behavior. Amr Reb Simloi, Kol makam shata moitzi znus andar lamusya bala oilam vahiregis taivim Says the measure something which should give us a shiver, it should scare us. Wherever you find that there is a concept of znus, wherever you find that people are involved in illicit behavior, in incorrect behavior, andar lamusya bala oilam. What is andar lamusya? Comes to the world. What comes to the world? Belashin Yevoni Heregum Agevas Anashim says the Eitzyosef. Plagues come into the world. Why do plagues come into the world? Says the Medrash. Because of illicit sexual behavior. And the Medrash says something which gives us Pachad Pchadim Vahiregas Tavim Veroim. It comes into the world and it kills those who are good and those who are bad. Meaning, it's something that comes into the world and it's indiscriminate. It brings the evil behavior of those who are who have done wrong. It's very interesting, you know. We we look at what you know the world has blamed China for not being responsible in regard to the coronavirus. We understand that a per, that that there's a responsibility that we have in physical matters, in health matters. That's true. That if someone is irresponsible in one part of the world, it can have an effect on the entire world. It's something that we're witnessing with our very eyes. This is not just true in regards to something physical, it's true in regards to something spiritual. And therefore, we need to know that there's, there's a tremendous responsibility that we have. At least to protest, at least to protest, to make a clear protest, this is not okay with us, to pray that it shouldn't continue, and to not live in places where this type of behavior is, is uh, out of hand. Terrible, terrible thing the Major says. The Major says, Ravun Mishim Rabbi Yaisi Amar Dorah Mabalo Nimchum in Ha'elam Ela Yedisha Kasu Goymosius Lizachav and Arkev. Listen to this unbelievable statement of the Medrash. Why was the generation of the flood destroyed? Because they had legalized homosexual marriage. That's what it says. They used to give out, uh, they used to write ksuvus, they used to write documents of marriage in, in, uh, Tayeva, Tayeva relationships. That's what it says in the Medrash. So, you know, this might not have to do with all of us, and we think, what does this have to do with me? We're going to get to understanding what this has to do with us. Because this is not just about that type of uh, quote-unquote marriage. It's not just about living in a society where that's okay. And it's not just about the, that idea per se. It's also about a general approach, a general understanding, a general feeling in a general, what do we allow ourselves? What's okay for us? Is our relationship focused as the Torah wants us? Exclusively on our spouse? Exclusively on that which is permitted? Or are we involved in eras which are not permitted? That's the question. And it has a tremendous ramification for ourselves, but not just for ourselves personally, but also for all of those around us because it spreads like a plague. That's what the Medrash is saying. Rabbi Azari b'shem Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Simon, Rabbi Shub and Levi b'shem Bar Kapora. Says Rabbi Azari in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Simon, and Rabbi Shub and Levi in the name of Bar Kapora. Matzinu shalha kol hakadosh baruch hu marich ruchah chutz men aznus belvad. Says the Medrash, a very difficult thing. Hashem has patience for everything. Hashem has patience for everything, every avera, but not znus. 
but not when it comes to illicit, the area that we're speaking about, these illicit relations. Right? This area, Hashem doesn't have patience. The verse refers to, in regards to the Dora Mabel, the generation of the flood, refers to the illicit relations that they were having in those times. And Hashem said, there's too much, it's too much evil going on here. He didn't have patience. And that was the end, I'm going to destroy them. Sidonim, Rabbi Levi, Amar. The people of Sidom, who also were known for their illicit relations, that was that was the thing. That was the thing that caused their destruction. Lot was trying to pray on the behalf of the people of Sodom. He lived there. Avram couldn't succeed, but Lot lived there. He understood the people, and he was trying to to prevent the destruction of Sodom. What happened? The people of Sodom came and they were knocking on the door of Lot and they said, where are those people that you let into your house? We're going to know them. What does it mean to know them? It means that they wanted to have illicit relations, the men with the men. Mishkov Zachar. Right? Because they said that, that was the end. At that moment, that was the end. That's when the Malachim said, we got to get out of here. Hashem is going to destroy this place. There was an opportunity until this moment to prevent the destruction of Sodom. But the moment that they came and they said that this is this is how we're going to treat the, the guests, that's the end. Bring the people, the, your, your daughters, their, their husbands, we're going to destroy. Says Hashem, all right, one more statement here before we get to the tikkun, before we get to the resolution. How do we face off with this area? How do we face off with this area? How do we deal with this? One more comment of the Medrash. The Medrash says, I'm the one who paid Shimshon and Anon and Zimri. These were three people who were known. Shimshon had gone after his eyes and he married a, a, a woman uh, from the... Um, from the Plishtim, a Plishti woman, Amnon had had relations, illicit relations with his sister, Zimri had had illicit relations with the Midianite princess, I'm the one who paid them off, they were destroyed, they were destroyed as a result of their involvement in illicit relations. I'm going to, in the future, says Hashem, pay back those who do like they do. But on the other side of it, says the Medrash, an amazing thing, and this is so important to understand, this is such an important tool, in combating this Yitzhahara. How do we face off with the Yitzhahara? I'm the one who paid Joseph, Yael, and Palti ben Laish. These three were known for their stalwart standing up to the Yitzhahara and not giving in, being firm in their conviction, being firm in their commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do what is right in this area. Hashem says, I paid them, they received their just reward. Yosef, because of his greatness, he became the leader of the tribes through his facing off with this terrible challenge. Yael and Palti, each of them received their just reward. So I'm also going to pay reward for those who do like they do. Yosef, how do we know that Yosef was paid back for his overcoming his Yisahara in this area, for overcoming Yisahara for Znus? 
The Medrash tells us that Yosef, he received each of the things that, that Paro did. His mouth didn't kiss in a, in a way which was forbidden. So Paro said, with your lips, all of the nation will kiss. Based on what you say, with your lips, that's what the people will do. And he goes through the list. Each of the different parts of his body that weren't involved in the sin, they received their just reward because he held himself back. He became the leader. And all of those limbs that could have done the sin and didn't, they were rewarded through his being appointed as the leader of Egypt and ultimately the leader of the Jewish people, the true leaders of the Jewish people, the true leaders, we're not just talking about on a, on a level of, of the entire Jewish people, but it's true in our families. We want to be a leader of our family. We want to be an example for our children. We want to be an example for our community. We need to know that this is an essential component of who we are. Are we committed to what the Torah demands of us? Are we committed to the purity that Hashem expects of us? To the degree that we are committed, we indeed are going to receive siyata deshmaya. And this is in a, in, in a very powerful way of dealing with the Yitzhahara. Number one, number one, and we're going to see that there are the two, two or three things I'm going to offer you to work on, to think about in our time, how to face off with the Yitzhahara, because the Yitzhahara is a decimating, it has decimating effects. It brings about plagues. Good and bad people are lost in these plagues. Why? Because of a lack of a lack of morality in our society that we have to we have to face off with that we have to make sure that we ourselves are pure we move away from those societies to a place where indeed we are safe from this moral decadence Yosef had that we can recognize that because the Shabbat gives tremendous reward and I want to tell you that I know personally of a story of somebody I can't say any details about the story, but I can tell you I know the story personally of somebody who indeed had tremendous, tremendous siyata deshmaya, tremendous divine assistance. Open, openly, Hashem showed this person that He was in his life in a way that was unbelievable. Constantly, when this person decided to break from his old ways in this area, he got tremendous siyata deshmaya, miraculous help, constantly as a result of breaking from his previous ways in this area. And I want to say that, that one of the things that we can do, we can make a deal, so to speak, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and I've discussed this with my Rosh Hashiva, but it's possible to make a deal, to take something which is very hard, and say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I am going to, to, I've spoken about this in the past, but I'm going to, to have self-restraint in this area, I'm going to be Kaddish to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm going to be pure. And in exchange, I want you to grant health to my family. I want you to, to give Parnassah to my family. I want you to give livelihood. And we have to be careful with this. And I want to qualify what I'm saying. We can use such a thing. We find that such a thing is mentioned in the Gemara. The Gemara tells us, person who says, I want to give this tzedakah. He's doing a hard thing. It's hard to give tzedakah. I want to give this money, says the person, in order that his son should live. I guess his son is sick. It's considered a righteousness. 
Why, says the Gemara, if a, if a non-Jew does this, it doesn't work. It's not good. Why? Because if a Jew does this, and so to speak, Hashem doesn't fulfill his side of the bargain. So the Jew says, obviously, it's my problem. I did something wrong. I don't deserve it. But someone who's not connected in that way, someone who doesn't have that spiritual background, so he'll blame it on God. So it's not a good thing. But a Jew, when we say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I am going to do this thing on a condition, that you do a certain thing for me, so to speak. So it's permitted to do such a thing. And of course we need to have in mind that I want to do this thing relevant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu indeed gives me that thing that I want. But there is such a, an idea of making a deal with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's also true in other areas. I've heard stories about a young woman who was a little bit older and she hadn't yet, yet, yet gotten met, met her, her chassan, the person who was supposed, she was supposed to marry. And she made a commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. She said, Hashem, I want to have met my chassan within a year and I'm going to take on a certain mitzvah to, to always read the benching, to say the blessings of the of Birkas HaMazan from a sitter, always read it from a sitter. And she was completely committed to that. And indeed, within a year, she found her 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 chassan, the one who she would end up marrying. So there is such a thing. It's a very powerful thing to do. And it's it's something that works. And I want to read it to you. And the Medrash says a similar idea. Rabbi Yaisi says that there are three people who their Yetzirah had made inroads into them. They were very close to sinning. And what did they do? They made an oath. They swore. They used the power of an oath. And of course, you need to be very careful. I'm not encouraging that a person should make an oath, but certainly we can make a commitment, a powerful commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we can perhaps make a commitment with, together with somebody else. Two people working together I'm committed to you and you're committed to me. And we compare notes and we discuss things and we're open and we're honest. We talk about where we've fallen. We talk about where we've triumphed. It's a very powerful thing. It doesn't have to be a shvua. But the idea of a shvua, of, a, of an oath or a nether, is the powerful commitment that is possible to make to ourselves, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to God. And we can do it with others as well. Yosef David Ubayaz. These three individuals, these three great tzaddikim were able to make this commitment they made, they swore, they made an oath, and through that oath, they were able to overcome the Yitzhahara, their evil inclination, they were able to overcome against tremendous odds. Yosef's, the way Chazal explained it, the challenge that Yosef endured, that he had to go through with, with Potiphar's wife, was tremendous. It was imp- almost impossible. He was almost there giving in. And yet he was able to overcome it. How? Through an oath. Yosef, how can I do such a great thing? Sinning to God. It doesn't say, and I shall sin to Hashem. It says, I shall sin to Elakim. Elakim is a language of a shvua. He made an oath to his Yetzirah, to his evil inclination. And he said, I shall not do this thing. He made a complete, absolute commitment, a real commitment. There is such a thing as making a true and deep commitment to ourselves, to our God, to our Yetzer, to our evil inclination. And amazingly, the Yetzirah, he steps back, he steps back. You know, you see such a thing, you see this thing all the time. Regular people, all the time, do such a thing. You know what it's called? It's called Shabbos. Shabbos, we have a commitment 
And there are people who, even though they smoke during the whole entire week, when it comes to Shabbos, the commitment to Shabbos is so strong, they don't even have a Yitzhahara to smoke a cigarette on Shabbos. I have a friend who I know he smokes, a neighbor of mine, and he told me that when it comes to Shabbos, usually during the week, when you smoke, so you have a good fat meal, it makes you want to smoke more. You have a, you have a coffee, it makes you want to smoke. But on Shabbos, even you have a big meal, you have a, a fat coffee, doesn't make him want to smoke. The commitment, the deep commitment to Shabbos is so much stronger than the Yitzhah Sahara. Amazing thing. This is what you see in this Medrash. So I, I want to bring across two points. One is creating a deep commitment to ourselves. And it can be for a certain amount of time, let's say for 30 days or a week, whatever it is, and it can be renewed, or even for a day. It can be for one day. Powerful. And what does Hashem say? Hashem says, I promise you, if you are committed in this area, I promise you that you will be raised up. You will have tremendous siyata dishma'ah in all, all areas. You'll have tremendous siyata dishma'ah and you will protect yourselves. You'll protect yourselves from the plagues that heaven forbid can come and they can kill good and bad. A person has the power and also the person has the power through making sure to be living in a place. If you live in a place where, where it's shtufezima, the society around you is, is terrible. You gotta be goyle makoim tahara. Right? Really, Chazal say, have a goyle makoim tahara. But I'm saying, have a goyle makoim tahara. You need to come to a place. Come to Eretz Yisrael. It's the great, of course, of course, there's, there's Western civilization around us here as well, but it's a different level. It's a different place. It's a different level of Kedusha. It's a different level of striving for Yiddishkeit, for striving for spirituality, striving to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So those are the ideas. And I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able to recognize the places in our lives that aren't where we want them to be. Hashem should help us to be able to make a deep and strong commitment to use the, the kli, the vessel, the, 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 the tools whether it's whether it's making a strong commitment or whether it's using that commitment alongside other people, whether it's recognizing the great siyata deshmai that a person can receive, or whether it's making a deal with a kaddish baruch hu, so to speak, consciously understanding that I'm, I, I want this, I want to do this good thing, whether or not I get what I want, so to speak. But creating a deal using these tools, there's so many tools that we can use to strengthen ourselves in this area. And it's such an important area, such that we read it on Yom Kippur. We read on the holiest day of the year because it's the essential, the most essential, perhaps, idea that we need to connect to, especially in dark and difficult times. So I want to bless you. As we've said, Hashem should help us in this area and we should be able to be committed in this area to do what's right, to strengthen ourselves, to connect to the different tools at our disposal, there's also 12-step groups that deal with this type of area. There's the Guard Your Eyes website, which is a very powerful tool that also includes the 12 steps. I encourage you all to think about this topic, to focus on this topic, to strengthen ourselves in this area, because it, it is so essential. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.